I'm Lara Wharton, and I teach people how to heal their nervous systems and release stress. I'm Shell Rogerson. I'm a certified health and well-being coach and yoga teacher. Both of us traded our successful corporate careers for lives dedicated to wellness. And here, we share the powerful techniques that we used to create lives full of freedom and happiness. This is Listen Inspired. Hey, Shell. Hello, Laura. I'm so happy to have you back in Mexico with me. I've missed you. How does it feel to be back? Oh, I missed you too. It feels so good to be back. I can't emphasize how good it feels. I was in Canada for about five months and coming back to Mexico, my second season here, really living here in this town, it feels like coming home. And it's really nice. Like we live in a seasonal community and I feel like for five months, I had all my friends are gone. So it's so nice when we hit high season and everyone's back and I have like the community that I'm used to. So I'm really happy that uh, we're back to doing podcasts more regularly now because it's just more fun to do it in person together. So today we're talking about solo travel and that is what brought us together. We recognized right away that we both had that in common. We both traveled a lot on our own. And I think that's given us a lot of common personality traits like boldness and that adventurous spirit that we have to explore the world. And I mean, we both came to Mexico on our own originally. So we thought we would share some suggestions, some motivation, some inspiration for anyone listening who has not solo traveled, or maybe you have, and you want to get back into it. We want to help you just pull the trigger and do it because it is added to both of our lives so much. It has to be probably the biggest self-development practice that I've done that has pushed my limits and got me out of my comfort zone and taught me lessons on how to rely on myself and be resilient and stay calm in stressful situations. So we thought we would talk a little bit about that today and maybe inspire somebody to go book a trip on their own, especially women. Solo travel is about putting yourself as a priority in that this podcast is all about self-care and it's very easy to put off self-care just as much as solo travel. So we really felt like it belonged in this podcast. So Shell has traveled to over 40 countries on your own. Yeah, we're trying to keep count. It's amazing. Yeah, I'd say maybe 35 of those have been on my own at some point. I ended up traveling alone mostly because I don't know many friends that like to travel or if they do, it's not their priority. So for me, it was a huge priority in my life. And the only way to make it happen, to see all the places on my list was to get started on my own. I completely get that. That's one of the main reasons I've traveled alone too, because it's hard to find somebody who wants to go to the same places as you at the same time as you on the same budget as you. And you can't put these things off forever. If your soul is telling you, you want to see this place, you want to experience this thing, uh, sometimes you just got to do it on your own. Yeah. I don't, I'm not fond of the idea of bucket lists mm-hmm. because bucket list is like, I just have to do it before I die. Like everything goes on the bucket list. It, it turns into this like wishing well that doesn't really amount to anything. And rather than just put something on a bucket list, like just do it, just do it now. And I, I've just had so many people tell me like, Oh, Oh, I can't believe you're going there. That's on my bucket list. And to me, that sounds like that's on something that I'll never do list. <laughs> so just make it happen. You can always make up excuses. It's going to be uncomfortable potentially. It's going to, you're going to have to save up. You're going to have to do some organization and booking, but you could put it off forever and it could never happen. So just, just do it. 
And the prioritization, I just want to be clear, because Laura and I have talked about, we've had corporate jobs, we left our cushy money, now we're living kind of a more simple life. Yes, solo travel was easier for me financially when I was working, but I did most of my solo travel after leaving that job and I did it all on a budget. So there are ways to travel on any budget and, and that's really important to not use any of those excuses or reasons that are keeping us, blocking us from making ourselves the priority. And so when you really put yourself as a priority, you will find a way to make it happen. I spent years saving money for my around the world trip and that was a priority and that's how I did it. But then I've also traveled around the world with very little budget and kind of did little odd jobs along the way. And I stayed in tents more times than I ever dreamed I would stay in a tent because I wanted to travel and I didn't have the money for hotels. So we are coming at it from the understanding that it's not about money. It's not about um, vacation days. You can do a solo travel trip in just four days um, that can change your life. It doesn't have to be big and bold like some of our trips have been. I just got shivers when you said change your life. How has solo travel changed you or added to your life, Sean? Um, for me, I got into solo traveling um, to heal I was in a partnership for a really long time, obviously didn't work out and I was on my own and I needed to learn how to live alone. I didn't know how to live alone. I had never done it. Going on a solo trip was a way to heal and to learn how to be alone. That is something that I learned and have been able to enjoy for a long time. And then I was single for 10 years and I got to be really comfortable with eating meals alone, going on journeys alone, taking walks alone, talking to strangers, um, figuring things out on my own. When you're traveling with someone, you're engaged with that other person. So you're sitting down to dinner and you have someone to already have that conversation with. You're not open. You're not looking around the room and noticing things and inviting. Your energy is more closed to your personal space. But when you are open and on your own and you're you're almost like with your energy you're inviting other people in to talk to you so you I always meet more people always on a solo trip than I would if I were traveling with a friend agreed it's nice to be on your own too because you can do whatever you want it's ultimate freedom really it's, it's such a good freedom I feel like some people need to get used to even the idea of doing anything alone so I know that travel is such a big step so if you're not even there yet even like taking yourself on a date in your hometown will prepare you to enjoy your own company so that you can do the solo travel. So that's a little mini step I recommend to get there. For me, I had never gone to a movie alone. And so I made that like something I did when I was first getting used to this idea. And then eventually got into like, I could go to a restaurant alone. And then I was ready. I was ready to start traveling and doing it all on my own. And then you find, I don't know about you, but I find when I travel alone, especially if I'm staying at hostels or guest houses where there are other travelers, you're very rarely alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think you kind of feel like you're this rogue person traveling on your own. And then you go to a hostel and you meet so many other people who are doing the exact same thing. And you realize that you belong, even alone, you belong, that there are a group of people just like you out there. And so you feel like instant connection and inspiration. There's a great community of travelers out there, really interesting people. I'll share a little story about a trip I did with my mom. So this wasn't solo traveling, but it launched my mom's solo traveling career or journey. We went to India for a month and I had been there a few years before. I went there when I was 20 years old to do my yoga teacher training for two months and traveled around the country. And that was amazing. 
And then about six years ago, I went back with my mother for a month and we toured around Kerala and that was beautiful. And we were just ready to come home back to Canada. And my mom was like, I think I'm going to keep traveling. And I was like, no way, I have to go back to work. You, you can't keep traveling without me because I was so jealous. She's like, no, now that I got the travel bug, this is so fun. And so she, we went back to Canada within a, cu- a couple of weeks. She flew down to Buenos Aires, Argentina and stayed a month. Then she went to the Galapagos Islands off of Ecuador. Then she went to Peru and did Machu Picchu. So she was in her mid fifties and had never traveled alone before. She said it was a life changing trip for her. And she stayed in hostels with the younger people. So there's a conception that hostels are for just younger people, but they're not. I've made yeah. great friends of people at all ages. And she said she felt so comfortable. The young people, she said, are the best because they just want to include her. I love that. I have stayed in a lot of hostels in my forties, my 40th year. I decided to do a full solo trip around the world for a year. So I stayed in hostels and yeah, there's definitely younger ones in the hostels, different hostels for different types of travelers. And I loved, I always loved meeting older travelers. Mm -hmm. So that is a myth. You can stay in a dorm room even at any age. And one thing I noticed about the story that resonates with me is your mom, like you get on this roll of traveling, you get on a roll of it. Like everything seems so impossible and it seems hard and then you do it and you accomplish it. And then you're just looking for the next challenge and you're like, all right, now I've done that. I'm challenged and I'm conquering. And you just get like fed wonderful, like energy from continuing to solve problems that you're just like, bring it on. And you do, you kind of like, don't want to stop once you get on the roll. It's addictive. (laughs) It feels so good and it's healthy for you. I know there's a lot of trips, but what is one transformative trip that you've done Um, maybe more abroad, let's say, let's at least narrow it down. My first solo trip ever, I was 17 years old and I flew down to Costa Rica for six weeks and I had never traveled alone. I signed up for a Spanish course to give some structure to my trip. And I really recommend that if you're, you don't know what to do when you get to a new place, plan a course for like a week or I've done cooking classes. I've done Spanish classes. I've done yoga trainings all around the world. Um, It gives you a little bit of structure. It gives you a destination and then you meet people and then you can travel more loosely after that. But that trip, I was in a Spanish class for the first two weeks. And then I met some wonderful women in my class and I lived with a family, a local family in this little village. And I learned Spanish, which was helpful still today, (laughs) living in Mexico. It really opened my eyes to how friendly everybody was, how easy it was. I mean, I didn't even have a cell phone back then. I remember calling my mom from a payphone like three weeks in on Mother's Day from a volcano being like, I'm alive. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, But the people were so friendly. It was such a smooth trip. I met these young women. We rented a car. We drove down the coast for a couple weeks. It just was so magical. That's what gave me the itch. That was my first trip. And I've never stopped traveling ever since. And uh, I've never had anything really, really bad happen. I've had to use my intuition and my instincts to be incredibly safe watching out when I'm traveling alone. You have to be. But it's a practice in mindfulness. And the way that that trip just went so smoothly and opened my eyes, that was like half my life ago. Aww. Yeah. How about you? I think it's funny that you say it's your first trip, your first solo trip, because for me, that was my most transformative as well. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think it's because it's the first time you prove to yourself something. So mine was Sri Lanka. Um, I still to this day wonder why in the world I chose Sri Lanka (laughs) as my first solo trip. Like, I remember thinking, I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to go on my own. And then, you know, the whole world is your oyster at this point. And Sri Lanka was not on the map. This was... 
gosh, like almost 15 years ago. So it was not a big travel destination. And I went um, because I had found online that there was a volunteer opportunity to volunteer with elephants and stay at this like elephant reserve. So I signed up for three weeks to stay with the elephants. And then as a super bonus, they had a connection with a local orphanage and you could work the morning with the elephants and the afternoon with the little girls in the orphanage. Oh my gosh. And at this time I was going through where I needed some healing and I felt so lonely and I thought the best way to overcome what was going on in my life was to give back. So I was just looking for opportunities to give back and I decided elephants, who doesn't love elephants? So I got to spend a lot of hands-on time with the, the elephants. The girls in the orphanage melted my heart because they were very lonely girls. So it put my loneliness in perspective. I met wonderful people on that trip. I'm still in touch with them. And I remember arriving at my destination, like landing in Sri Lanka and not really knowing where I was going. And people on the plane were asking me like, oh, what are your plans? What are you doing? And I felt at that point, it all the fear entered me. Like when we landed and someone asked where I was going and I didn't really have a full idea of what I was getting into. The fear just overloaded me, but it quickly, everything, like you said, you just trust and you trust in your own instincts and you trust in your abilities and everything works out. I like give back trips, but I always have a little fun in there after. So I spent the, a week going to the coast and working on my surfing and doing a little bit of partying. Fun. <laughs> the people that you meet when you're traveling too, they tend to be independent confident also world travelers so you meet really interesting people and I find it's really common that I bump into those people later in my life yeah always you end up staying in touch the world ends up being a lot smaller than you realize I have so many people contact me when they're coming to Sayulita because I've heard about it now and so years go by and then I get a message and they say oh yeah I'm heading down there or I have a friend heading down so yeah it's small now let's talk more about maybe smaller trips, because this is travel and solo travel is available for everyone. I really believe that it could be just going down to a park in your region and camping. There are many ways that you can do it without going far, staying on a budget. So maybe if you want to talk to a trip that you did that wasn't too out there, it wasn't across the world, but more practical thing that comes to mind. One example that comes to mind was flying to Nicaragua for four days. It was really kind of a bundle of a trip. I just went to one hostel on the beach. It was really easy to plan and surfed for four days and came back, three days maybe. Had transportation pick me up at the airport, bring me to the hostel and back. So something like that's really easy. I was at a hostel where I met so many people. And talking about meeting people, I met somebody on the plane who created opportunities for me for the next year of teaching retreats in Guatemala. I ended up visiting him there and teaching there for a while. So... You never know what could happen for these little trips. Uh, But that was an amazing trip, and it was really easy, and it was not intimidating, and it was safe and minimal planning. How about you? I, I lived in San Diego for a few years, and it was a big dream of mine to go to Big Sur. And I never could find someone that wanted to go to Big Sur with me. So I decided to drive up the coast of California, put my dog in the car. It was another healing trip. It was after a surgery that I'd had, and my dog had cancer, so we were both healing. Mm -hmm. And we got in the car, and we just drove up the 101, and we like stopped at a few hotels along the way, and it was just such a wonderful trip. I remember going to like 
grocery stores and getting food and then sitting on a park bench with my dog and just eating, looking at the ocean. And that to me, it was a simple trip, but at the same time, like it felt so empowering. I mean, even the littlest trips, they're not easy being a solar traveler. Like I was going through a healing process. Things were going on in my life and to take a trip and feel like I could do things on my own. It still was so empowering to change locations too. When you are going through something at home or under a lot of stress at home, changing your environment and going somewhere new that's refreshing has such a positive impact on your mental health, I find. Absolutely. It can give you that refresh. It can give you the mental clarity that you need to to make better decisions about what's going on at home. So we have a few tips and maybe we'll talk through those. The first is to not overthink it, to just go. That one is because... If we overthink things, they become very complicated and it's just sometimes easier to get on the plane like I did to Sri Lanka, not really know where I was going and just figure it out. Trust yourself instead of figuring every detail out. And I was telling Laura before the show how like it reminds me of being a parent. I overthought that and that was really one of the reasons why I haven't had children yet. And so obviously when you're becoming a parent, you could overthink or Maybe you just start trying to have children because you know it's going to work out. You were so funny talking about this before the show. <laughs> I know. You're like, people think more about taking a trip on their own than having a kid on their own. <laughs> <laughs> what other tips have we got? What do we think of? Well, if you don't know where to go, use your intuition. Go with something that's just intrigued you. Maybe it's a image in your head of some scene. I've taken a lot of trips because there's been deals, flight deals. I'm a member or a newsletter receiver of a bunch of flight deal websites. And I've received deals that are like this quick price to Japan next week. And that's how I ended up in Japan. Sign up for one of those organized tours. They have those at least for the first few days. Or maybe if you're just going for a few days, do that. That's not copping out. That's a wonderful way to see a place and the intricacies of a place with a guide that always helps you get to see a little bit more that you might miss if you're solo and meet new people. So don't be shy to sign up for a tour. Also in a lot of cities, they have free walking tours and those are great ways to meet people and to see the city. Yeah. Tours are great. Like sometimes we carry as a traveler, you start to get this badge of honor for figuring it all out on your own. But there are many times where you get tired of making decisions. So it's nice to just sign up for a tour so you don't have to think about it. And then there's other certain places where you need that support a little bit more. Like I signed up for a tour when I was in Myanmar because it was a difficult country to get around Mm -hmm. and it just made everything a lot easier. Another tip I have is to journal or to document. It doesn't have to be like every part of your day writing it down. Like you're busy, you're traveling, you're seeing things, but even just a few bullet points each day of what you did, because there is no one else that's going to remind you later. And so I feel like it's really important to, to keep your memory um, bank filled with all of the wonderful experience you're having, because yeah, there's no one else to, to bring up that funny story of something that happened to you. you. You're on your own. You have to remember it. Pack light. One of my favorite things when traveling is one of those towels that dry really fast, microfiber towels. I think that's my favorite item to travel with because they take no space in your bag. They dry fast and you can use them to sit on a dirty bench or a shower or... And when you're in a hostel, uh, they don't always provide towels. You got to be ready for that. Yeah. So bring a microfiber towel, a pillowcase. I like to bring so that I have my own pillowcase on hostels. What about you? What are your... My main go-to is here in Mexico, we call them pareos. You put them on the beach and they're like small blankets for the beach. What is the name of that? Pajmina, maybe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pajmina. Yeah, I guess so. 
Yeah, so I have one of those. They're selling them on the beach all over the place here, but they're just small, thin fabric. And yeah. I use that for like, it has like 20 purposes for me when I'm traveling. So yeah. you can bunch it up and make a pillow on the plane. You can wear it as a scarf or use it to like get a little warmer. Um, you can use it as a, a beach blanket when you're at the beach. Sheets in a Sheets. dirty bed. <laughs> I've done that before, <laughs> above or underneath you. <laughs> you can wear it as a dress if you're really stuck over your over your bathing suit. Yeah, so one of those is great. And pretty much every beach destination sells somebody selling those. But pack light. You typically use less than you bring, I find. Well, you're not trying to have the experience you have at home. You're yeah. trying to have the experience of something new. So you don't need all the things that you're used to having at home. Like, yeah. I love when I'm home blow-drying my hair straight. It just, it's... What I do, I love it, but my hair is curly all over the world because it's not the same experience. I'm not home, and I'm not going to carry that blow dryer around. And those are the things that um, will weigh you down and keep you from having the experiences that you want and make you think, okay, I don't want to get on the bus today because I have too much stuff. The more stuff you carry, it's like more baggage mentally. The lighter you can travel, you're, you're going to feel that sense of freedom. Just do it. It will change your life. If you like what you learned here, I offer yoga, meditations, and courses at shellrogerson.com. That's C-H-E-L-R-O-G-E-R-S-O-N.com. Or follow me on Instagram at shellrogerson. And you can reach me, Lara Wharton, or find more content through my website, listenlightly.com, or on all platforms under Listen Lightly. And remember, when we focus on taking care of ourselves, that love fills us and changes the world around us.